Blog Talk Radio. Well, good morning. Good morning. Well, I tell you, it is such a pleasure to chat with you. Your book uh, is just amazing. <laughs> the inside story of Grey's Anatomy. Well, we, we've all been waiting for this one. Oh, thank you so much. Well, uh, I'll just jump right in here. Um, it's hard to believe that this show has been on. How many seasons is it now, officially? Oh, my God, they're about to start in a week, the 18th season. Oh, my goodness. Crazy. Now, have you... Crazy. It is really crazy. Now, of course, we know that you are a very well-established entertainment industry reporter for Entertainment Weekly and so many other accolades. So have you covered the show or been a fan of the show from season one, or did you come on board later as a fan? I've covered the show uh, on and off for many years while I've been at EW. I've been at EW for 20 years, but I'm also what I like to call an originalist. I was there from the very beginning. I was one of the millions of women who discovered the show and fell in love with McDreamy. What can I say? Okay. I was I was one of those gals. <laughs> and so was I. I mean, if, if, there, if, you're a, if you're a woman and you didn't fall in love with McDreamy, then I don't know if I trust you. I just don't. Right, right, right. Well, now, what do you think, what is it about this show that has lasted and has still has such enduring qualities about it? Well, it's funny because medical shows are a staple of television, just like cop shows from Dick Wolf. They'll always be there. They'll be there long after we die. Uh, the difference with this medical show is that uh, it, it went into the randy lives of these young, beautiful interns who end up hooking up with each other because who else are they going to hook up with? They're at work all the time. And it had a serialized nature to that. So while fans could definitely enjoy the, the cool, you know, medical procedure uh, of the week in the operating room, they could still get invested in who's going to hook up with whom, who's going to break whose hearts on the show. That serialized nature is really what kept the women coming back. Was this show originally, was this a, a hard sell for Shonda Rhimes or what? Well, when the original, the show was originally developed, ABC already had Desperate Housewives and lost two big behemoth shows. So expectations were low on Grey's Anatomy, also because Shonda was an untested talent. She was a, uh, a USC film grad, grad. She had some credits, uh, like Princess Diaries 2, but she hadn't created a TV show before. So it usually happens in cases like this. You know, television will bring in experienced exec producers, i.e. men, to be there to help her out. They brought in Peter Horton, a former actor on 30-something who became like a producer-director. I mean, a man by the name of Jim Perriott, who was kind of like a non-writing exec producer who kept the train on the tracks. But what was brilliant about Shonda is that she commanded respect in that writer's room from day one. She had a very specific idea of what she wanted of the show, and nothing, no one could change her mind. And, oh, my goodness, what a legacy she has now established uh, all over television. Even without the other hits, just Grey's Anatomy itself is just enough. It was 
you know, by itself. Well, now, tell me, why is it that Ellen Pompeo deserves to be the highest paid woman in television? Uh, if you think back, if you're if you're like a student of television, there are many cases, many cases of male actors who left a TV show early because they thought they were going to go on to be a big film star, and and you know they didn't live to tell about it very well. I mean, they they didn't succeed. Ellen, you know, first of all, the show is based on her character. There is no show without Meredith Grey. It's Grey's Anatomy, uh, uh, but at the same time, you know. Ellen had to contend with the fact that as the star, there was so much scrutiny of, of her. And I remember in the early years, uh, you know, Ellen is already a slight woman. And I remember she looked particularly small on the show. So all of a sudden there were all these headlines about, is she setting a good example for all the young women who watch the show? I mean, a woman to have to deal with, that they weren't even paying attention to her work. They were paying attention to her body. I mean, it was so sexist at the moment. And But she's also really embraced the fact that she's aged in front of her audience, and that's made her even more relatable to the fans. She knows the power that she wields as n- being number one on the call sheet. She will decide whether the show goes yet another season. ABC would love it to go forever. But, um, you know, she, she she decides, and that decision impacts hundreds of people. The show uh, employs hundreds of people. She also wisely knows that once Grey's Anatomy is over, her career won't be necessarily the same. It won't matter because she'll be as rich as God. Oh, yeah. But, you know, I, it, she, she knows to ride this to the sunset. So for that, she's been very smart. Very smart. I mean, yeah, richer than God, richer than all of it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Money that we can't, we can't even ever imagine. We cannot. Richer than Fort Knox, all, all of it. All of it. Well, now, when you were putting the book, the book together, did you interview any of the cast members or Shonda or 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 what? So, uh, when the book first came out, uh, it's kind of a funny story in that um, when I was writing the proposal, uh, uh, my fear was that it was very recappy because everything that I put into that proposal, I felt like you know people had heard before, so I threw in a bunch of like rumors that had been swirling about the show because the show is just is always surrounded by rumors and as i was writing it i actually you know said to my agent i said you know will this proposal leak he said oh no no that never happens in publishing well sure enough it did leak it did leak to Shondaland. it did leak to abc and their immediate fear was that this was going to be some sort of a tell-all um um and shonda immediately made it clear that she didn't want to participate, you know, thus the the description, unauthorized uh, biography. I was okay with that because I had interviewed her many times, and one of the things that I make clear in the book, she's kind of a tough nut to crack for the longest time. I always felt like, okay, maybe she doesn't like me. She's also very shy. She, it took her a while to even figure out the art of the tease on how to tease her show. She, and I, Sometimes I feel like all reporters, we didn't feel like she just wanted to do press. I don't think she felt like, why do I? Why do they want me to give away what's happening on the show? Um, so the, the fun part about 
about this book was casting a wider net and talking about pe- talking to people on the show who, especially, no longer have a dog in the fight. They're not on the show. They're they're, they're not employed um, by Shonda Land, and and these are also unsung heroes that never really got their day in the sun and who have stories to tell. Um, there's no, you know, no one like. Uh, it, it, there's not like, you know, access to grind for people. They just, you know, remember things differently than what we always reported. They really gave give an idea of what life was like behind the scenes on this behemoth hit. Okay. And finally, will fans ever, ever get over the death of Dr. McDreamy? Ever. One of my favorite quotes in the book was from a writer on the show. His name is Tony Phelan, and he was talking about how whenever they would do a scene between Meredith and McDreamy, Derek, Patrick Dempsey, the camera would go back and forth. But in this one particular scene, Shonda wanted to keep the camera on Patrick Dempsey, and Tony's like, why do you want to do that? And and Shonda said, I want that woman in Iowa to feel like McDreamy is talking specifically to her so she can, she can fantasize this is her dream man. Oh. So because of that, because of what she created, we all fell in love with him along with Meredith. He became our fantasy man that, you know, no one could live up to, not even our husbands. And so because of that, we don't want to believe that there's anything wrong with this Patrick Dempsey, the actor. We want to believe that Patrick Dempsey is McDreamy, vice versa, like all the same person. We don't want to believe that maybe he got tired of being on the show. So, no. And to answer your question, no. We'll never get over it. Well, we we can always dream about him in, in the syndication, so. Yes. <laughs> oh, goodness. It's such a cool show. Yes. I'm going to be so so hurt once it ends. I know the fun can't go on forever, or maybe it can. Saturday Night Live is still on, so who knows? We'll see. Right. But anyway, right. The, the book, again, is How to Save a Life, the Inside Story of Grey's Anatomy. Oh, Lynette. You have made a lot of fans very happy uh, with your new book. So thank you for writing it. We really appreciate this one. Oh, thanks so much. I hope folks like it. Oh, yeah. I've already, believe me, I have like three fans who already have the book, and they love it. Trust me. We love it. We love oh, it. <laughs> hot dog. <laughs> okay. Well, we will see you uh, on the pages, of course, of Entertainment Weekly and maybe your next book. Do you know a new book next year or something from you i got something in mind still got to sell it i hope it works out but uh spoiler alert it has to do with another tv show oh i hope it's svu i hope it's law and order svu i just hope it is that's all i'll say to that oh that's so funny (laughs) that's so funny (laughs) oh goodness well anyway you have a great weekend and uh we will as i said see you on the pages of entertainment weekly Thank you so much. Okay, take care. Bye-bye.